0: Career advice. When I talk to young men graduating college or men of any age who are trying to change jobs or apply for employment these days, I am hearing too much entitlement. I am hearing too little confidence and not enough of a grasp of reality when it comes to what it takes to make someone want to hire you to see your value. You shouldn't be thinking, I hope someone will give me a job. You should approach a job search with a mindset that you need to earn the job. In figuring out your career, or applying for a job, or competing in business, you need to show your value. So I'm going to talk about how to do all of that today. I want to talk about career advice, Gentleman's Guide style. We'll dive in right after this quick word from our sponsor.
1: Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is Gentleman's Guide to That's Gentleman's Guide to You can go to Gentleman's Guide to and click the Buy Now button, or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or ebooks, and start changing your life now.
0: Hello there. Welcome to episode 81 of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. I want you guys to be successful in all aspects of your life, with the ladies, with family and friends, with both your physical and mental health, all of it. That includes being financially prosperous, and it includes your career, which is what I want to talk about today your career, and getting and holding down jobs. I want to share eight thoughts with you about what I feel are very powerful ways to look at marketing yourself for work. I want to share these eight modern and field-tested ideas with you for you to consider if you want to include them in your approach to getting work and being as successful as possible once you are well-placed. I consider applying for work and how you conduct yourself at work very much linked. What I mean is I feel the way you sell yourself or market yourself or present yourself when applying for work should line up at least 100% with what you actually do once hired and are on the job. Some people promise a lot and they don't work out. They might be just looking for a paycheck. My way, our way is much better. I hope to make that clear as we progress through these eight ideas. So let's get into it. Number one, find your passion. Finding your passion. Do you love what you do for a living or the types of jobs you are considering applying for? Do you love the thought of you actually doing that for 10, 20, 30 years or more? Or are you chasing money or just taking any job that will have you? If you aren't feeling energetic and excited about your job or a job prospect that you're applying for, or a whole career field, have you truly found your passion in life? That is a crucial question. If your passion isn't aligned with what you are doing for the most of your waking hours, that's not really a recipe for happiness. Finding your passion is essential, but it may not be quick, so you have to give yourself plenty of time. It might take months or years to figure out what your true passion is. You may make some wrong turns along the way, and that is fine. Make an effort to find what your passion is, because it is infinitely better to be excited about jumping out of bed every day, excited about what you're about to do for the day, as opposed to dragging yourself to a job that you hate, and just counting the days to the weekend every week. Number two. I want you to memorize these It's just a few quick points. I want you to memorize them and make them front and center in your vocabulary, both when you are applying for jobs and while you are at work. These three are, I am all in, I'll figure it out, and I am on it. I am all in, I'll figure it out, I am on it. First, I am all in. By that I mean, I You're saying, I put the organization first, and I will pour my energy into my work and do whatever it takes. The second piece, I'll figure it out. Well, in reality, this is the real world, right? It's complicated. You might not know how to get a particular task from your boss done in like the first second right after it comes out of their mouth, but you'll figure it out. You make that guarantee. You'll find a way to get the thing done. Now, maybe you need to go to people with more experience at the job and they might know and you have great relationships with them and you can ask for ideas and advice and progress your project forward. Maybe Google knows the answer. Maybe you need to get good at doing internet searches to go figure out answers. Maybe you need to bootstrap yourself into some entirely new area of knowledge quickly with Google searches or looking at YouTube videos. The point is you will find a way, you will find a way to get from point A to point B be from the start to the finish and get whatever needs doing done make sure that is clear in your interviews that is your approach that is your mindset that is exactly what you will do and importantly live up to that claim on the job live up to that claim third piece under number two is i am on it you get paid to produce results businesses and business owners and hiring managers and organizations. Don't write those checks because they feel like they owe you a job and you can just sit there and do nothing. Results and great outcomes is exactly what the prospective boss or business owner will get by hiring you. That's got to be your mindset. And you'll do that work. You'll take care of those assignments, get those projects done in a way that leaves a trail of great relationships and positive feelings and great outcomes among your co-workers and customers instead of a trail of damage and destruction. Number three. The idea of keeping your hand raised, your hand raised, like, you know, know, hand raised, I'm volunteering. If the boss or organization needs something done, I I say your mindset should be normally yes. Your answer is yes. Your hand is raised, yes. Boss, you don't even need to ask. My answer is yes, I'll do it. Your hand is raised all the time. Your boss should have that in their head. When they think about you, they think about a person that's got their hand raised. You're ready to go and help in any way that you can. Give me the ball, to borrow a sports analogy. If this is your walking around attitude, your default attitude, I ask you, how will owners and bosses be looking at you when it comes time to promote someone or to fill a better job? or grant larger pay raises or give you other opportunities in the organization. Number four, learn everything there is to learn about your job and everything around it and everything there is to learn about your business or industry and your customers. Grab any kind of work that floats anywhere near you to help with that learning process so you can learn every aspect of your job, every facet of what kind of connects to your job. You execute that work that you grab as close to perfection as reliably and with predictably high quality as you can. Number five, this is more of a lesson or a rule for while on the job, but it needs to be clear. In your interview process too, so the bosses know what they're going to get if they hire you. But demonstrate value to your bosses. You gotta. You need to be able to demonstrate value to your bosses. Everyone in leadership positions and your colleagues and your workmates need to see your value. But it's important to do that. But also at the same time, you need to do that without bragging or showing off. Don't be a braggart. You gotta show your value by your actions and your outcomes and your results. Now. If there is a choice when you're at work if there's a choice, there's no bosses around, nobody's watching. If there's a choice to be made between slacking off in the break room or sitting at your desk and just browsing the internet all day on your computer or having your nose in your phone all day and instead of working or stacking wins at work towards your goals, the things you know you need to do, you choose the latter option all the time. You stack those wins at work towards your goals. Even if everyone else around you is goofing off or leaning back, you lean in and do what you know is right. Now, we're all human and it's important to have good relationships, you know, I may bring this up over and over in these podcasts, so it is fine to be social at work and friendly and transparent with your coworkers and just be a, just a good human being, a good solid person, but not at the expense or price of your standards and principles. Okay, it's a it's a I won't say it's a fine line. You just make sure that you know that you're not a well maybe one way to look at it is make sure that if someone was watching you on a camera or the boss has got eyes on you, that what whatever you did for that day you're not ashamed of if somebody else found out. If you're advancing the interests of the organization and earning your pay, you got nothing basically to worry about, right? But you need to be careful of how you appear to your co-workers, and that leads me to number six. Point number six is you will have haters, haters. By that I mean some people might not celebrate your success or support you or be happy that you're doing well and or happy that you're making the effort that you're making at work in the work environment. Haters will think that you are or you're trying to be better than them or you're demonstrating that you're better than them and or feel that you're better than them. They might dislike you for trying to improve yourself or move up in the world. They won't like your daily efforts to stack wins at work or hit your goals around your career and your advancement. I don't like to use this term, but basically it's losers. They're losers at work who hate people who are, are moving forward, making progress, and succeeding. It's kind of like crabs in a pot. If you can just imagine in your mind like a large pot with a bunch of live crabs in the bottom of it, if a crab tries to climb up the sides and escape the pot to you know to climb up the edge of the pot and get out, other imagine other crabs are just like grabbing at that crab and trying to pull it back down so it can't get out. I think that actually happens with a pot of live crabs. Human beings can kind of act that way as well. The point is, don't be a crab in that analogy. Number seven for your resume or CV, make sure you give a potential employer solid reasons to hire you. Right at the top of the document. The top of the document, not more than a few lines in. You need to sell yourself there. People reading your resume or CV might have dozens or hundreds of applicants for a position, and you might only have just a few seconds to grab and hold someone's attention and land in the, quote, yes, I'm interested, let's talk to this person pile, as opposed to dumped in the trash can. So. You are mistaken if you think most hiring managers or business owners read the entire resume word for word for everyone who applies and will seek out and find like the best parts about you, like two pages into your resume. They don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. All the hiring managers that I know, they don't read that far when they're, when they're doing their initial screening and neither do the human resources people. You got to go make this, that sale of yourself. You got to market yourself effectively, really get them excited. Catch their eyes early with, I would say, no more than like 10 or 20 seconds with a reading into your resume or CV. Now, they might read the whole resume, the whole thing, the whole resume or CV for the final shortlist of people, maybe the the final two to five people that they're considering, but they won't do it for everyone. So again, you need to sell yourself up front in that document. Tell them what you can and will do for them. Can and will do for them. And then you need to live up to those claims and promises on the job. It may help your confidence a lot when you're walking into an interview situation when you know that's the case. The claims that you have made in your resume Are are the things, the points that you're going to drive home in the interview about why this person should hire you? It should be a no-brainer, obvious thing. They they would be doing themselves a favor by hiring you because you know you can live up to what you claimed in the resume or CV. And you guarantee that every day on the job that you will live up to those claims and you will deliver. Number eight, caring. Caring. Now I guess we're supposed to assume that everybody who shows up to work or shows up to an interview will care about the job because you give them a paycheck and benefits that they will care, but they don't. What will set you apart in this world is genuinely caring that things are right, that you care about what you do. You care about what you do for a living. You care enough that your work is always high quality, You care enough to make sure that you are always an asset to the organization. That's how you conduct yourself as an asset, not a a liability. You're an asset to the organization as a whole, to the bosses, and to your teammates or colleagues and customers. Caring, truly caring about the work and the people and the customers and the outcomes will help you navigate through so many of the challenges and issues that arise in the real world at work, in business, and in life. Caring, essential. Please keep it in mind. All right. I feel that keeping those eight ideas that we just covered top of mind should vastly improve your chances of getting the good work that you desire at great wages and improve your life since we all spend so much of our time doing what is necessary to make our living and make our way in the world. These eight ideas should help keep you marketable and employable and crucially, happy while doing so for the rest of your working life before i end i want to share one thing one more thought when i'm interviewing people i am normally looking for someone to help either make me money meaning having them around earns me more than it costs me to have the person have that person on board or i am looking to fill a gap or add capabilities that i currently don't have to a team now this is just me and there are a lot of different ways to look at this but what I want to share, when I am interviewing for almost any position and any kind of way that I make money in life, I am focused on just a handful of things. And those are like, number one, how will this person, how will they get along with others that are already on the team? I can't have someone coming in that will like poison the whole thing. And that's what I call my no asshole rule. I don't let assholes come on board. They're not, not allowed to come work with me. Second thing is I'm looking for signs that someone's passionate about this type of work. You don't have to know everything about what I'm hiring you for. You don't. But I do want to have confidence that you care enough to make sure things are right, that you'll put the energy in and you're and you're smart enough to figure out how to get things done. There's so many complicated things that you need to be able to figure out to be successful. I can't expect someone to, to show up and know everything. And if they, if that person did exist, it would be so expensive. I couldn't afford them. So I'm looking for, are they passionate about this type of work? Cause I think having that passion and caring will help propel them forward through any kind of problem that'll come up working in conjunction with the rest of the team and me. The next thing is, do they have a positive mindset, a positive mindset, negative energy on the job can be a huge burden to the organization and to the team and to me. And I don't like that around me. I don't want it around. So I'm looking for a positive mindset. And the last thing I'm thinking about before I make the final yes or no decision is, do I think they will be happy in the job? Even if they pass all the other tests, I know asshole rule, are they passionate? Do they have a positive mindset? If I don't think they'll be happy in the job, that is a factor in my decision. So I just want to share that with you. So that's all that I have for today. Remember, we are all in this together. So let's get after it out there. See you next week.